Blog Talk Radio. Given what most Americans believe, the next statement may be more shocking than any previous. The fact is, the United States is not a country, but a corporation contractually created by the Constitution. Your state is a country, per the law, and your original citizenship is of that country. Our founders instituted themselves to be first and foremost citizens of their respective states. As of 1787, those states already had formed a union, and they created the Constitution for the purpose of perfecting that union in forming a national government. They did not intend that the new nation have any jurisdiction or powers over the states or their citizens that were not specifically enumerated in the Constitution. They stated this point quite clearly in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17 of the Constitution. They granted the United States exclusive legislation in all cases whatsoever over such district not exceeding 10 miles square as may become the seat of the government of the United States, our District of Columbia, and to exercise authority over all places purchased by the consent of the states. And that is all. The framers further secured the rights of the people with the Ninth and Tenth Amendments in the Bill of Rights. In the Ninth, they established that the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. And in the Tenth, they made clear that the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. The only way the federal government can have any jurisdiction beyond these constitutional clauses is by written permission or contract, which leads us to another piece of the puzzle, the 14th Amendment to the Constitution, ratified in 1868 following the Civil War. As barbaric as it may sound today, the black slaves prior to the conclusion of the Civil War were legally considered to be property with none of the rights or privileges of free-born people, only duties. The money interests took advantage of America's desire to free the slaves and found a way to use the swiftly adopted post-war constitutional amendments to enslave all of the people. The deceit is in the wording of both the 13th and 14th Amendments. You will note that the 13th Amendment provides that neither slavery nor involuntary servitude shall exist within the United States. But why the emphasis on involuntary servitude? Isn't it the same thing as slavery? Sure it is. But they had to mention the concept of involuntary servitude because they wished to retain another type of slavery, voluntary servitude. Voluntary servitude is an ancient and established concept it was the way serfs became subjects to their lords during feudal times in England and other European countries. It was a way for free men to earn a living at a time when all property was held by a select few, and thus anyone who wanted to farm and support their family had first to agree to be subject to a lord of the land. Our forefathers hated this concept and designed our Constitution to exclude titles of nobility, making all Americans sovereign. The 14th Amendment turned the intention of the founders on its ear by making voluntary servitude 
a requirement for former slaves to gain the rights already guaranteed to free-born United States citizens. When the slaves were released from their involuntary servitude following the war, their status was changed from that of being property to that of being a person, but being a person still entitled them to none of the rights associated with citizenship. So the 14th Amendment ostensibly was written to provide the former slaves with the same constitutional rights of freeborn American citizens, but only if they agreed first to become subject to the jurisdiction of the corporate United States, making oneself paramountly, that is, first subject to the jurisdiction of the laws of the United States, however, limits access to parts of the Bill of Rights, as we'll explain in a moment. But first remember, anyone who voluntarily subjects himself to the laws or jurisdiction of another is, in every way, obligated to abide by the terms of any contracts or laws established by whomever establishes the rules of the contract. In simple terms, this meant that the former slaves became subjects first to the United States and secondly to the state in which they lived. They had no sovereignty whatsoever. This status had never existed in the United States prior to that time. The 14th Amendment created a new class of citizenship in the United States, a second-class citizenship. Up until 1868, every American was a paramount citizen of their state, and by virtue of that, also a citizen of the United States, with full individual sovereignty as guaranteed by Amendments 9 and 10 in the Bill of Rights. But so-called naturalized citizens, or 14th Amendment citizens, are paramountly subject to all laws of the United States, and, having no status as freeborn citizens, have no access at all to the unenumerated rights retained for the people by Articles 9 and 10 of the Bill of Rights. That's because, in order to get any rights at all, they had to subject themselves to the jurisdiction of the corporate United States, which left them no unenumerated rights. The only rights they had were those specifically written into the Constitution. The sad tragedy of America today is that all U.S. citizens, regardless of race, are now 14th Amendment slaves due to contracts with the government of the United States through Social Security, birth certificates, driving licenses, citizenship statements, tax forms, and many other documents. The true paramount citizenship that all Americans deserve is that of their respective state, which is a sovereign citizenship. Such status would exempt them from federal and state income taxes, as well as property and inheritance taxes. This sovereign citizenship was the status held by our forefathers. Now, if you're still thinking that the U.S. government needs to have a central bank and collect income tax or it will collapse, think again. Over two-thirds of the federal government's income is derived from sources other than income tax. There is even evidence suggesting that none of your income tax is used by the government. Fees, excise taxes, tariffs, sales taxes, and other forms of income have easily supported the U.S. budget in the past and could easily support it now. We have done without a national bank for large stretches of our history, and the U.S. Treasury is perfectly capable of printing and managing a money supply. In fact, the only constitutionally sanctioned currency is backed by gold, or other precious metals. 
This is a far more stable form of currency and is the type of money the Treasury was designed to handle. The government was doing so well collecting money under these original laws that it had amassed a huge surplus by the time this cartoon was penned a hundred years later in 1887, when there still was no income tax collected at all. Up to this point, we have shown you how the money interests have, one, established the Federal Reserve System, and two, exploited a second class of citizenship created by the 14th Amendment for other purposes. And we have mentioned a few names involved in the creation of the Fed. But there are other organizations working for our economic enslavement as well, along with other extremely rich and powerful international bankers. Those who support the Fed have created a global movement to centralize economic power in various puppet organizations that preach peace and stability through some variation of socialism, but act aggressively to draw nations into a web of foreign debt and servitude to their agenda. The United Nations, the World Monetary Fund, and the Council on Foreign Relations are all committed to an agenda of world domination through manipulation of economic power. The Council on Foreign Relations openly admits to being a private club, yet it is the primary recruiting post in both international banking and the federal government of the United States. Richard Nixon, Nelson Rockefeller, John Foster Dulles, Dean Rusk, Alger Hiss, Robert S. McNamara, and every president since FDR, with the exception of John Kennedy, have been members of this exclusive club where super financiers and your elected representatives can mix freely and plan the next step in the consolidation of power in a new world order. Tune in every Friday to Open Forum Fridays with Jonah Bay from 10 a.m. to noon on the new Evolution Radio Network. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, Evolution Radio. It's a life of hustle and survival. I remember when my my ninth grade teacher asked me, Lisa, what do you want to be when you grow up? And see, I have to fight the Harlem Crip 30s every day to get home from school, so I looked at her and said a lie. I took an English class. I got a fail in English. And my English teacher said in front of the entire class, Lisa, you have to be the weakest writer I've ever met in my entire life. Don't worry, my story ain't good. Don't feel sorry for me. I got seven under my belt. And then the same year my speech teacher said, after giving me a D minus, I knew I, I knew I had an A in speech. Like, come on. He obviously didn't agree with me. He gave me a D minus and said, quote unquote, Miss Nichols, I recommend you never speak in public, that you get a death job. 
So here's the beauty of that story. Other people's perception of you ain't none of your business. Everything you've ever been through, set through, rolled through, cried through, prayed through, everything is a setup for your next best season. In the way you forgive the perceivingly unforgivable, the way you love the perceivingly unlovable, the way you accept what seems to be unacceptable, the way you embrace after you've been betrayed, the way you do that is the way you will lead us. Your light belongs to everyone who will be illuminated because you were bold enough and obedient enough to let your light shine. Yes, yes. And every time you cross someone's path and they can't handle your light, you know those people that they try to give you reasons why you should tone it down a bit. That they would tell Cheryl not to sing so loud. Right, right, right. They would tell me to shut up in class. They tell you you're kind of strange. You know those people, dream snatchers, vision busters. Don't be mad at them. They can only love you to the capacity in which they're able to love themselves. Don't be mad at them. Don't be mad at them. Pray for them. Love them. Because they're dealing with themselves like we're dealing with us. But I want you to remember that your 70 watts, your 70 watts has to be turned way up. Because you got way more to give us. It ain't over yet. Don't put a period where God put a comma. And when you turn it up to 159 watts, you know, you keep turning it up. You like, you stop dimming your light. You say, today is the first day of the rest of my life. You turn it up. You're going to find people that can't handle your light. And before today, you might have dimmed your light. You might have shrunk a little bit. You might have tempered it down a little bit. But after today, I want you to see this. After today, turn the lights up. After today, you don't dare dim your light. As your light gets brighter, as your light gets brighter, you're going to disrupt some people and they're going to tell you your light's too bright, your light's too bright, your light's too bright, your light's too bright. bright. Then you just look at them and say, well, I'm not dimming my light. I'm just going to hand you some shade. Listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L. Where remedy meets preparation. Do you have a big plan? Um, yes, I got a big plan. I'm going to be leaving the world soon. No, and no. Going, before you oh, leave, okay. before you, no, before you leave. That's my big plan. No, no, because you're doing valuable work. Do you have a plan of how we could make civilization better, more humane? Yes, more, yes. Okay. Education. Quite simply. Read and study and turn off the television, turn off all the silly nonsense of government. And it's just incredible nonsense. And start educating yourself. The United States federal government is a privately owned company. It's a corporation. The whole government. Of course. It's it's like General Motors, Ford Motor Company, 
uh, Sears. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's, a, it's a privately owned, but see, most people don't understand. The United States government is a corporation. It is a privately owned company. Who owns it? Oh, well, that's different. Now you're getting now. <laughs> yeah, now you're asking the right question. Right. Who owns so, <clears throat> so there's a world of difference between the United States and the word United States of America. Oh, really? United States of America is a republic. Uh huh. It's based on the uh, the 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 bringing together of 48 separate countries. Each, oh. each state in this unit is a separate country. Okay. And so you're crossing over from California to Nevada is like crossing over from France to Spain. Right. And so you can't do things in Nevada you can do in California. So you, you can't do things in, Cal in New York that you can do in Florida. The United States is the recognition of separate countries, but the United States of America means... Those are United States. So, but each one's a state, like uh, like the state of Virginia is like the state of Israel. Right. It's a country. It's referred to as a state. And as a matter of fact, you know, there's a world of difference between <clears throat> there's a world of difference in words and law. I mean, when you go to court, there's a very big difference between a trial by jury or a jury trial. Doesn't mean the same thing. Uh -huh. There's a very big difference between California State and the state of California. Doesn't mean the same it thing. It doesn't? No, what, no. Like, what's the difference there? Cal, Cal State is the state we call California. That's the state. Uh -huh. But state of California yeah. is different. What's that has nothing to do with California. That's the federal government operating within the confines of the state of California. Oh. So anytime you see the state of, that means it's a federal corporation operating within California. But California is called Cal State. That's why you have California State University, California State this and California State. That's California. But state of California is the federal government. Mm. Do people know that you No, 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 no. People don't know any of this. None of this. Nobody <laughs> because it doesn't have anything to do with football. So who the hell needs to know about right. any of this stuff? I need to know because I don't like being played for a fool. Yeah. I want to know who's running this country. You don't want to be manipulated. I, 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 don't, I refuse to be manipulated. I want to know exactly who's doing what. I want to know how they're doing it and how are they messing with my mind and my money and my family. So I want to know. 99% of the people I run into, they couldn't care less as long as the beer's cold and football's on. They don't care. But when people vote for, like, a president, what is happening? That that, you go to the polls. What is a poll? I mean, you, a poll is when you take a you take a consensus of the people. Which one of these fruitcakes do you want to bow down to and give your money to? Do you want this group all here, or that airhead here, or this dingaling over here? Right. We just want to know the basic concept. What, what do you, which one do you people like? It obviously doesn't <clears throat> seem to matter. They all work for me, so it doesn't matter. But but uh, but right. to make you people happy, would you rather have a woman over here? Would you rather have a black guy? Or would you rather have this uh, old white man? Which one would you like? Nothing uh, changes. You mean Obama says... Like, it doesn't yeah, matter, because yeah. I own them all anyway. Right. It's who, just who, business. Who Come on. This is the mob. Well, who is the mob? We're talking, we're talking the mafia here. Well, we're who, talking who, the underworld. Who, who are these people? You know, the, the, the Illuminati, the... Um, just the, business. Nothing personal. Don't take this personal. <laughs> but there's someone behind it. That oh, you bet there is. Huh? Yeah. But they're in Europe. They are. Yeah. I want to share with you how to reach your goals. I think the Bible is the greatest motivational book ever been written. Now I want you to repeat after me, please. We've got to recondition our minds first. Let us say together, good things are supposed to happen to me. Yeah, write that down. I want you to say that to yourself every day. 
See, we live in a world where we believe that bad things are supposed to happen to us. I remember at a point in my life, Bishop, when things are going good for me, and I said, this is too good to be true. Something is bound to happen. Guess what? It did. Thou shalt decree a thing that shall be established unto you and shall accomplish that whereunto it has been sent. Watch your words. Watch what you say about yourself, about your affairs. Be conscious of that on a daily basis. Why? Because your words are powerful. In the beginning was the word. Life and death is in the tongue. Watch what you say. Never say I'm broke. Say I'm overcoming a cash flow problem. Claim what you want, not what you don't want. So affirm, good things are supposed to happen to me and begin to believe that. Begin to expect that. Now, I was talking to my oldest son, Calvin. We were going for a walk. And I said, Calvin, do you want to be successful? He said, yes, sir, Dad. It's okay. We kept on walking. Then I stopped and I looked him in the eyes. It's my namesake, my junior. I said, Calvin, we're looking at each other eye to eye now. Do you expect to be successful? Given the fact that you are a single parent of two kids, given the fact that you decided not to go to college to further your education, given the fact that you are very talented, but you're behind on your dreams and your bills. Do expect, based upon your performance, based upon what you produce at this point in time in your life, do you expect to be successful? And Calvin got quiet. Because see, if you ask most people at the Manpower Conference, do you want to be successful? Do you want to live a life of productivity? Do you want to live a life of contribution? Do you want to be a better father? Do you want to have your own business? Are there dreams you want? Everybody will say yes. But see, want shows up in conversation. Expectation shows up in behavior. See, I can tell what you expect by what you do. That's why the Bible says, judge a tree by the fruit it bears, not the fruit that it wants, not the fruit that it talks about, not the fruit that it claims, but by what you are doing. See, what you do when you leave here, when the music stops, when the shouting dies down, your behavior, how you conduct yourself, writing your goals down, deciding to enroll in school to get a GED, deciding to sit into class with children young enough to be your grandchildren, decide to find some product, some idea, some service that you can provide so that you can begin to create some value for yourself so you can create wealth. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. It's very important that we begin to learn how to create wealth. I'm not talking about loving money. See, I believe that lack of money is the root of all evil. People are steal for money. People are killed for money. People go to jail for money. Every time the unemployment goes up, in those areas where the unemployment is high, that's where you have the highest incidence of crime and violence. Whenever the unemployment goes up 1% in our community, 10,000 children and women are battered. One money makes a difference in your life. I never wanted to be rich. All I've ever wanted to do was to be comfortable. How many have ever wanted to be comfortable? Raise your hand. Then I realized in order to be comfortable, you gotta be rich.
Lord, friend of mine, Dick say, people say money won't make you happy, but everybody want to find out for themselves. <laughs> Rita Davenport say money ain't important, but it's right up there with oxygen. And let me tell you something, fellas, even if you're as homeless as I am, if you got some money, women will find something cute on you. <laughs> He got earlobes like Denzel, honey. <laughs> Money makes a difference. I used to be so broke when creditors would call the house, my children would answer the phone and say, my daddy say he ain't home. <laughs> I was so broke at one time in my life, I walked by a bank and tripped the alarm. <laughs> I tell you, poverty sucks. You hear me? <laughs> Repeat after me, please. I'll never be broke again. Yes, write that down. I affirm that I'll never be broke again. Never. Never will I ever be broke again. Let me tell you what money does. Number one, it gives you control over your life. Write that down. Number two, it gives you options. Three, it allows you to live a life of contribution, to contribute to things that you feel strongly about. Like this ministry and the work of Project 2000 will be doing to change the lives of young people. Bishop Jake's vision is that we can have little league football teams and baseball teams and basketball teams then we can have little league dermatologists and cardiologists and endocrinologists. So he is now establishing an institution, Project 2000, to give our young people the methods and the techniques to reinvent themselves as we go into the next millennium. And this era that Peter Drucker calls the era of the three C's, accelerated change, overwhelming complexity, and tremendous competition. So here's the first step to accumulating wealth. If you expect to do it, write this down. You must be willing to do the things today others won't do. In order to have the things tomorrow others won't have. That's why the book of life said the road to life is straight and narrow and few there be that find it because few there be that are willing to do the things today others won't do. In order to have the things tomorrow others won't have. What are the things that others won't do? Number one, make discipline a major force in your life. How many of you know if you'd have been more disciplined, you'd be further along to reach your goals right now? Socrates said the undisciplined life is an insane life. The road to life is straight and narrow because few there be that are willing to discipline themselves. Here's something else that most people won't do. Make it okay to fail. A lot of people, 85% of people, allow their fear of failure to outweigh their desire to succeed. Repeat after me, please. Anything that's worth doing is worth doing badly. Yeah, see, anything is worth doing is worth doing right, as we have been taught, if you know how to do it. But if you don't know how to do it, is worth doing badly until you get it right. Now write this down. You don't have to be great to get started, but you have to get started to be great. 
The first time I stood up to speak, I stood up and my mind sat down. I looked at the audience and I panicked. I had to introduce a play at school. Uh, we're about we're about to start off. Ran off, Mr. Washington. Mr. Brown, where are you going? Uh, Mr. Washington, I, I can't think, sir. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Did you rehearse? Yes, sir, I did. Well, what's wrong? Why did you say your lines? I, 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 don't, I don't know, sir. I just I got up there and I looked at him and everything left me. Let me do it another day, please, sir. No, go back out there, Mr. Brown. Mr. Washington, I'll mess up, please, sir. Don't, 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 don't send me out there now. I'll mess up. Mr. Brown, if you run now, you will always be running. Anything that's worth doing is worth doing badly until you get it right. Why are you moving like that? I got to go to the bathroom, sir. Mr. Brown, go back out there. Yes, sir. I start a plea called 12 Angry Men, directed by Mr. Leroy Washington. And I ran off. The next day, hey, Alfalfa! Hey, Les Brown, how are you? They dogged me out. They talked about me so bad. The next time another event came up, Mr. Washington, Mr. Brown, you're up. I said, no, Mr. Washington. Everybody says, no, not him. I said, they're right, Mr. Washington, not me. He said, Mr. Brown, you're up. Yes, sir. And I went out, and pretty soon, when people laughed at me and didn't bother me, they would throw paper, and I could catch it without losing my concentration. And then one day, I came out. And a hush went across the audience because it must have been something about me that indicated that I had come to myself. And Mr. Washington had been practicing with me to give a presentation. And I looked at the audience and I said, I choose not to be a common man. It's my right to be uncommon if I can. I seek opportunity, not security. I do not wish to be a kept citizen, humbled and dull by having the state look after me. I want to take the calculated risk to dream and to build, to fail and to succeed. I refuse to live from hand to mouth. I prefer the challenges of life to the guaranteed existence, the thrill of fulfillment to the stale calm of utopia. I will never cower before any master, nor bend to any threat. It's my heritage to stand erect, proud and unafraid, to face the world boldly and say, this I have done. Girl stood up and said, that's my boyfriend, honey. I like me some left brown, baby. <laughs> but I didn't start off like that. You have something special. You have talents and abilities in you that you don't even know. So how do we begin to create wealth? Let me give you some, some ideas. Number one, write this down, knowledge. What knowledge that you have in this economy, part of what we need, that people are willing to pay you for that. Next is talent. What talent? Dion's talent is playing football. I didn't have that as a talent. My talent is talking. To me, my definition of success is doing what you love to do and find somebody to pay you to do it. You want to master your talent. Find out what it is that you love to do. I love to talk. Scripture is another key. 
that says to us of what we need to do to begin to develop ourselves. Luke 12, 34, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So what do you love to do? And then explore ways in which you can earn a living doing that. Cooking, writing, painting, working with numbers, working with people. The other thing is not only must you have knowledge, talent, some skill, but the other thing that's important, faith to act on whatever your dream is. See, if you don't believe in yourself, how many people you know that have a lot of talent, a lot of abilities, but they don't believe in themselves? Raise your hands. See, that faith is very important. So the faith to act on those dreams, those desires. Here's scripture that I, that I like very much. Proverbs 16, 16th chapter, third verse. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Commit means to carry into action deliberately. Commit means to make it happen no matter what. Commitment is different between next time you have bacon and eggs. The chicken was involved. The pig was committed. He had to give it all up. That's going to take a minute to sink in. No, all right? See, when you make a commitment, I'm going to become wealthy. When you make it important, when you decide I'm going to do it no matter what, life changes for you. See, most people don't keep their commitments to their commitments. That's why they lead lives of poverty, lives of misery, lives of unhappiness. Socrates said the uncommitted life isn't worth living. So part of what you must do, whatever commitment, whatever covenant you make with God while you're here, to go back to be a better father, to go back to make a difference in the community, to go back to change your life, to decide not to ever to use drugs or alcohol again, to decide to bet that you're going to begin to recreate yourself, that you're going to be reborn to a new state of consciousness. Whatever commitment that you make, keep your commitment to your commitment. No matter what, if it's hard, then do it hard. But keep your commitment to your commitment. DipsetUSA.com. Yes. Go to booking at DipsetUSA.com yes. and make it happen if you're a promoter trying to get on. Mm -hmm. We only got about five more dates left. We got like 30 dates to go on the road. I'm very excited to go on the road with these brothers. I haven't been on the road since about 96 or oh, 97. Yeah. No, I went on a tunnel tour, but I, it was different. My mind was all right. My mind's right this time. New York City, you know what time it is. Yeah. Jim Jones, Killer Cam, Joel Santana, Freaky Zeke. Dipset 2015. Let's yeah. work. We there, bro. I'm all about this moonlight yep. I'm all about this bread Great. And if I get caught slipping what? I can end up in the pit so. Bitch better have my money, my money. Nigga better have my money. my money Bitch better have my money, my money. Nigga better have my money my man, baby mom, in the morning, tell him GM. Kiss him on the forehead, take the keys to his BM. And he was going to tell you got the code to his DM. I head on the gram like hashtag free him. I'm biased. But all I got for these hoes is papaya. I done drove every car, no liar. I ain't talking music when I say I did shit with Mariah. Nick wasn't there, nor was Matola. Sitting on the crates, gun in the stroller. I was selling coke, no joke, no cola. Just made a quarter mill off the bowler. What's up? 
I'm all about this moonlight. I'm all about this bread. And if I get caught slipping, I can end up in the fed. Bitch, better have my money. Better have, yeah. Nigga, better have my money. You better have my money. Bitch, better have my money. Nigga, better have my money. I got bitches that can chef up with ego. Dominican, he had the best for ego. And we just trying not to catch the Rico. Remember what Mitch had heard from Rico. Well, niggas die every day, B. I'm getting money, getting fly every day, B. I pulled up on side the real AZ. And I was young when they tried to kill AZ. We kept it mom style like whip wop. Automore styling on the wristwatch. Still do hollering in my flip flop. Summertime hopping out the Robbie with the missing top. I'm all about this moonlight. I'm all about this bread. And if I get caught slipping, I can end up in the fed. Bitch, better have my money. My money. money. Nigga, better have my money. Nigga, my money. Bitch, better have my right. money. My money. Nigga, better have my money. Living life big, it's that more money shit So no matter what I get, I'm screaming more money, bitch More money coming in, more money spent Smelling like money, that's that more money scent AMG kit, that's that more money bands Knock, knock, open the door, I'm letting more money in She like, what's this more money shit? I'm like, them niggas that you with, I'm getting more money then Pockets full of Chuck E. Cheese I'm under the money tree and I'm just catching all the leaves she just wanna feel a breeze, I just wanna on her knees, cold nigga, and he freeze. I'm all about this moonlight. We've been about this
I'm gonna go into funny. I just um I just heard this song on the radio. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go into this morning though to this gun trust thing. And we're gonna look at um what a gun trust is. I mean why not? So, without further ado, let me dive right into it, okay? <clears throat> so now, according to Encyclopedia Britannica and Nolo, okay, actually, let's not use that one. Let's use it this one. Okay, here we go. Now, you know, a trust, you got all types of trusts. We've talked about this. You know, you got statutory trust, you got private trust, you got foreign trust. I mean, the trusts go on and on. Okay. So, a gun trust is a trust that has been set up for the purpose of you being able to register a gun, a firearm, all right, especially if you're a felon. Without going through the rigmarole of having to register, right? and it becomes an issue for a lot of people. Okay. Now, this is coming from the New York Times. Okay. A growing number of shooting enthusiasts are creating legal trusts to acquire machine guns, silencers, or other items whose sale is restricted by federal law. A mechanism that bypasses the need. To obtain law enforcement approval or even undergo background checks. Now, you're going to get some people who are not going to like this. People are going to get upset about this. Because, you know, they'll say, well, you're a felon. Felons shouldn't have guns. All right? Now, I'll admit, some felons don't need to have guns. But let's say that you was a non-violent offender. All right? You got locked up and you became a felon because you was selling dope or some shit like that. The right to bear arms is a right that you're supposed to be able to have restored to you when you come about it at joint, right? And for most cats, it doesn't happen. Like, I got a cousin, and um, he wants to protect his property. But he's scared to protect his own property because he's not supposed to be having a gun. Is that a bitch? Now, the trusts called gun trusts are intended to allow the owners of the firearms to share them legally with family members and to pass them down responsibly. So now, you know, there was a time when people passed guns down. My old man passed the gun down to me. Just like his old man passed guns down to him. Right? So they have gained in popularity. Gun owners stay in part because they may offer protection from future legislation intended to prohibit the possession or the sale of the firearms. Now, we went over this last week and we looked at the Constitution. I believe it was uh, Oklahoma, I think it was. Okay. Special law, law that is promulgated by the legislature, okay, that has been put into effect to subjugate a certain class of people would be the only laws that those laws for gun enforcement would apply to. Right? But people, especially the U.S. citizens, right, who are beginning to see 
a lot of the um, the backlash want to find the loophole. So these trusts have become loopholes again. Isn't it funny how niggas start using trust when they want to get out of shit? You know, Master P used the trust. Um, his wife was suing him for all his shit, divorce, and he put it all in trust. Oh, she's pissed. Okay. Now, they have gained po- in popularity, and gun owners say in part they may have protection from future legislation. But because of a loophole in federal regulation, buying restricted firearms through a, a trust also exempts the trust members from requirements that apply to individual buyers. So including being fingerprinted, obtaining the approval of a chief local law enforcement officer, and undergoing a background check. You don't even got to go through a background check to get a gun if you buy it through a trust. Because guess what? You don't own it. The trust owns it. Isn't that interesting? You can't pull a trust. Why, why do why did y'all think we tell you to register your cars into a trust? You can't pull a trust in the court. Especially not a, a private born trust. Not one that they can't pierce. Now, lawyers who handle the trust and gun owners who have used them say that a majority of customers who buy restricted firearms through trust do not do so to avoid such requirements. And most gun dealers continue to require background checks for the representative of the trust who picks up the firearm, but not all do. You see? So you could have your trustee. So for all you niggas that are felons, or want a gun in your house to protect your house, you need to put your, your your guns into a trust. You need to purchase your guns through a trust. Right? You understand? These are constitutional protections. No trustee can buy a gun for that, for that trust all day long. And if, you're, if you just so happen to be a beneficiary of that trust, well, you, you get used to jumping. Okay? But it's not yours because you don't own it. Now, I'm not in any type of way advocating that violent offenders should continue to have guns. Some niggas don't need guns. Just a fact. And you have some people who should be able to have a gun. Right? But they say, oh, well, we're not avoiding background checks. What we're really doing is avoiding your future laws that you're going to create to try to restrict our constitutionally protected rights, but yet they don't want to use the Constitution. They use trust. Interesting. Now, lawyers who handle the trust, okay, they say that most of the people who buy these Firearms don't do so to avoid the requirements, right? But most gun dealers continue to require a background check. Christopher J. Dorner, the former Los Angeles police officer who embarked on a week long assault on law enforcement officers uh, this month that ended with his death, this is in February, okay, said in a rambling 11,000 word manifesto that he had used the gun trust to buy silencers. And a short barrel rifle from a gun store in Nevada without a background check. 
Referring to a computer program available from the personal finance software, something Twicken, Mr. Dorner wrote, quote, I was able to use a trust account so that, that I created on Quicken, Quicken Wheelmaker, and a $10 notary charge at a mailbox to obtain them legally. Mr. Dorner was not a felon and probably would have passed the background check had he received one. Isn't it funny how motherfuckers that be shooting shit up and former cops, former police officers, people who used to be in that line, right? That line of duty, as they call it. Now, Mike Campbell, a spokesman for the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, which enforces firearm regulations, said that the application filed with the ATF for transfer of restricted firearms or trust or corporations have more than doubled in the last four years to more than 39,000 in 2012 to about 15,000 in 2008. He said the increase was largely attributable to the growth in the number of trusts. Now, Mr. Campbell confirmed that under current regulations, background checks were not required for the buying of restricted firearms through trust. The agency, he added, was aware of the loophole and was revealing changes to close it. Isn't that interesting? Because the reality of it is, is that I don't think that they can ever create a loophole, or excuse me, create some type of law that says that trust can't buy firearms. Trusts are considered people too. Now, the cost of setting up a trust can vary from a small amount for an online form to $100 to $2,500 in lawyer's fees. Or you can come to New Revolution Radio Network and Hindsight Radio, and we'll show you how to do your own trust. Now, the sale and possession of silencers, fully automatic guns manufactured before 1986, and other firearms and accessories that fall under the 1934 National Firearms Act are legal in many states. Okay? But the ATF keeps a registry of the firearms and must approve their sale. A process that can take several months and the buyer must pay a $200 tax. Okay? J.W. Hagen, a computer administrator in Jacksonville, Florida, said he created a trust to buy silencers which have become popular for target shooting and hunting that can be owned, excuse me, that can own, uh, that can be owned legally in a growing number of states. So I want y'all to understand something because I think that it's very important for us to get the fact that some states have made it legal for you to be able to buy a firearm through a trust, and some states have made it illegal. Either way, either way, it is still constitutional. Now, he said the trust would ensure that if he died, firearms would remain legal. The trust would also allow his fiance to use the silencer once the couple was married. See that? So, it's a legal use of it because it belongs to the trust. And he says, quote, if I didn't have a trust, she wouldn't even be able to have the password for my state, he said. David Goldman, an estate lawyer in Jacksonville, 
along with another lawyer in Florida, B.O.B.J. Howe, has helped popularize the, the use of gun trust six years ago. Said most dealers carried out background checks for fire for restricted firearms. He called the notion that criminals might use the trust to buy firearms through a dealer. It is ridiculous too because most niggas know they can't go buy firearms, but a trust is not a bad way. Now, illegal versions of these items are not only cheaper, he said, but you can obtain them six months faster if you don't have to form a trust, which could be. $500 or $1,000, depending on the level. And you don't have to tell the ATF about it. Now, something that's interesting is you could have somebody who is perfectly legal and, and, and under, the law, under the eyes of the current law to buy a gun, right? Somebody who could buy a gun with no problem. They could put it in, in, your own, in your trust. They could put it in their own trust. They could put it in a trust and make you a beneficiary of the trust. You could become a trustee of the trust. There are plenty of ways to have a gun not registered to you. Mr. Goldman, who prepared several thousand gun trusts and features courses on their use, said that the trusts have many benefits, like ensuring that firearms were passed on reasonably, excuse me, were passed on responsibly when an owner dies. So if you die or somebody in your family dies, right, the gun trust makes sure that the gun gets passed on to the right person. Versus you having some shit in your will or not having a will um, or anything, and then, then they just pass your gun on, right, to anybody in the house, right, and then it gets in the hands of somebody who's not responsible. So that's one reason to have the trust. Another reason to ensure that the um, that the trust is set up is to keep them from falling into the wrong hands in a difficult divorce or keeping or helping to negotiate moves to other states that might have different gun laws. We talked about this recently too, right? It's like Missouri and Kansas are constitutional carry states. So more than likely in states where you can constitutionally carry, you probably won't have a problem getting a gun in your trust. Okay? It's it's so crazy to me because it's like you could really be a felon here walking around with a gun and nobody might not ever say anything to you because everybody here is walking around right now. Okay? Now, there was never a proper way of dealing with firearms with the state planning and whether beneficiaries were appropriate to receive them, end quote. Gun owners also turned to trust. Other lawyers who handled them said, because in many jurisdictions, Law enforcement officials refuse to sign off on the purchase of restricted firearms, making it difficult or impossible for enthusiasts to buy them as individuals. Now, what is an individual? And if you remember very closely from the last few shows and through really anything we teach, you'll know that an individual is a corporation. It's a person. It is an entity. It is a 14th Amendment citizen. So, of course, they're not going to let you buy whatever you want to under your name. But see, a trust is not 14th Amendment, depending on the type of trust you set up. So, Brian Reynolds, a lawyer in Denver, said he had prepared several gun trusts, mostly for people who wanted to buy silencers for long-range target shooting. 
But in many parts of Colorado, he said, sheriffs and police chiefs will not approve such purchases. Quote, by having the trust, you bypass the need to get that authorization. End quote, Mr. Reynolds said. However, Jim Bureman, the president of the Police Foundation, a research organization in Washington, said, quote, my guess is that the majority of police chiefs would agree that there is a reason why, as a general rule, people are prohibited from owning silencers, machine guns, and what we would call sawed-off rifles or shotguns, as if this shit is going to kill anybody more than a, a regular gun will, right? So Mr. Buerman said that he was especially concerned about the loophole in ATF regulations that made it possible to buy restricted firearms without a background check and that he thought most Americans would find this shocking. The ATF regulation, in fact, exempts trust from background checks, as noted in the Federal Firearms Regulation Reference Guide. Let me go take a look at that. Okay, It's also known as the FFR, uh, FFRRG. I'll say it again for y'all. In the Federal Firearms Regulations Reference Guide, it tells you about how trusts are exempt. Okay? Now, known as the White Book, and on the other and on the other forms for gun sales that dealers filed to the agency. Okay? Now in one publicate publication publication, its handbook on National Firearms Act, the agency does say that the trust represents or excuse me, the trust representative who picked up a registered firearm at a dealer must have a background check, but that derives from what the regulations require. Now, many dealers conduct checks anyways. I can tell you for a fact, this is years ago. I took a gun to the pawn shop, yo, years ago. This is when I was, this is, this is when I was first trying to get my shit together, right? Nigga, nigga will pawn anything. <laughs> I'd pawn my sister if I could back then. <laughs> so I would take shit to the pawn shop. I remember very vividly I took a gun to the pawn shop. Okay? The damn gun, they ran a background check on me. Just to, just to, just to give them the gun. I'm like, damn, y'all don't run a background check on me just to get money off of me? Yes. They want to make sure the shit's not stolen. They want to all of that. Okay? Now, if I want to go in there and I want to buy the gun back, I either have to buy it myself as an individual or I can have a trustee from my trust come in and buy it on behalf of the trust. Okay? Now, Bob Irwin, who owns the gun store in Las Vegas, said his stores always perform background checks for firearm purchases involving trust. The store has handled three so far this year, but he was aware that some dealers did not. The gap in the law that allows such lapses, he said, are astronomically stupid. That is really a loophole, Mr. Irwin said. I can certainly see how a felon could wind his way through it and end up with a machine gun. So, you know, um, I think that it's really, really important for us to understand that there's, there was a such thing as the National Firearms Act of 1934, okay? Um, they revised this with the Gun Control Act of 1968, okay? Um, and, you know, every time they pass one of these acts, 
these special acts that they pass. These special acts are put in place specifically to hinder your constitutionally protected rights. Okay? So a gun trust can avoid some of the federal transfer requirements. Okay? They can accomplish some other goals, right? So just for review, okay? A gun trust can allow more than one person to possess and use the weapon held in the trust. So if you name more than one person as a trustee, each trustee will have the right to possess or use the trust firearms. Keep the gun in the trust even after the current owner's death, avoiding the usual transfer requirements. If you create a trust and you transfer firearms to it, you can arrange for the trust to stay in existence even after you die. Okay? The trustees and the beneficiaries of the trust would have whatever rights you grant them in terms of the trust. Because the firearms stay in the trust at your death, the transfer procedure is avoided. Right? This is what, when I talked to y'all about, um, I did the show on, um, what was it? I think we did a show on, on, on trust in the state. And um, I talked to y'all specifically about what happens when you pass away in a trust. Right? If you're not in the trust, everything is probated. To avoid the probate procedure, you must have a trust set up. Because even your guns get probated. Okay? So this means that your inheritors don't have to pay the $200 transfer tax, file an ATV transfer form, receive permission from the local chief law enforcement officer, and get fingerprinted and photographed just to take the gun. It's a lot to take a gun, ain't it? Versus just putting it into a trust. You understand? You can help the executor. The executor of your estate, the person who is responsible for gathering the assets, paying the debt, and distributing what's left, may not be familiar with the rules and the ownership and possession of NFA and other weapons. So an executor could violate criminal laws by transferring a weapon without going through the proper procedures. Taking or sending it to a state where it is prohibited or giving it to a person who is legally prohibited from owning, right? But the Gun Control Act makes it unlawful for certain persons to possess firearms. This is the whole shit I was telling y'all about how they pass these special laws that don't really apply to you unless you're a U.S. citizen, right? And then in that case, well, then it does apply to you. So the law prohibits anyone. Who was ever convicted of a felony or of a misdemeanor domestic violence? Domestic violence, right? Is prohibited by a restraining order from harassing an inmate, excuse me, an intimate partner, uses a controlled substance unlawfully, or is an illegal alien, to name just one of the restrictions. So when firearms are in a trust, the executor is not involved. The trustee is in charge. You can name a trustee who is well-versed in state and federal gun laws. Okay? You avoid probate, just like I told you before, because firearms are held by trust and you do not need to go through probate. Okay. Also, you can avoid possible future restrictions on your gun transfers. Although no such legislation has been proposed, who's to say that they won't? Okay. So a gun trust is quite different from the common revocable living trust, which is used like a will to leave your assets to death. A simple living trust allows your survivors to transfer trust assets 
without going through probate court, which saves time and money after your death. It generally terminates shortly after your death, when the trust assets have been distributed to the people who inherit them. Now, many people make a living, excuse me, many people make simple living trust on their own with the help of a good, plain English book or online services. Now, a trust is so easy to make, okay? But a gun trust, on the other hand, may have multiple trustees. It may be intended to last for more than one generation and must take into account state and federal weapons laws. And and this is what I'm going to tell you. If you make a common law gun trust, you don't have to worry about that. That's that's actually what I would recommend. You spend your time, if you're going to create a gun trust, you make a common law gun trust. Why not? Why not make a common law gun trust? Okay? Because if you do that, then it becomes a constitutional trust. And now we're talking about something that's actually done for you under the Constitution, which is protected. And they took an oath to uphold that, so they can't step beyond that. Don't you love it? Now, if you want to leave guns in trust, I would highly suggest that every gun that you put into your trust, you make damn sure, and I mean damn sure, that whoever the trustee is, for that trust is somebody that is responsible enough to pass the guns down, to make sure that they're responsible enough to even go buy the gun. Oh, boy, because that's not a problem you really want, is it? Okay? So, with that being said, we're going to go to the call lines and take a real quick break. We'll come back and go to the call lines, 347-989-0194. We're talking about gun trust this morning on the New Evolution Radio Network on Open Forum Friday. Sitting in for my man, Jonah Bay. We'll be right back after these messages. Y'all keep it locked. Go back and answer some phone calls. Peace to the God. Get up Lately I've been A 
you know, I, I can't say the injunctions don't protect that. Because the way we wrote that injunction specifically was so that you could put your them plates for that trust in there. Because remember, you're supposed to do an injunction for your trust when you have a trust set up. Right. Then it becomes the property of the trust, and then when it becomes the property of the trust, they can't essentially, um, you know, they, they can't come in and take your property for public use at that point in time. You could do the same thing if they take your, if they came and took your car in a private capacity and it wasn't in the trust. You know, if it was registered to them, you don't really have too much recourse other than to go get your car out. But let's say that, you know, it wasn't in the trust, um, but it wasn't registered and it's, a, it's still private property. But then you gotta, right. you know, you gotta assert. You got, you, it'd be up to you to assert your rights in that particular case. Okay, overstood. Okay, thank you, Joey. Thank you. Okay, my man, no doubt. Peace to God. Peace. All right, let's go to seven, seven three five six nine. Open for Friday. Seven seven three five six nine. On once, on twice. Let's go to eight one three four four three. Peace to the God, Joy. Peace to the God. How you doing, brother man? Not bad. How you doing? I'm doing good, bro. Yeah, that's some that's some deep stuff right there, man. About that gun trust, cause you know I'm down here in Florida, you know, and they they so. Hateful about giving you your rights back, man. So it's hard to get a, a oh. heat, you know. Then it's nonviolent. They still take five years to get your rights back. So exactly, that's kind of, and that's unconstitutional too. Exactly, exactly. So I, I got a partner who got to conceal. So when you said that, you know, I was thinking about, oh, that's my way. But I can get my trust set up. Do that now. Yeah, yeah. You do it through the trust. That's why you don't own the gun. Not your, not yours. You don't own them. They're the property of the trust. Yeah, that's so. Um, so I also got a couple of other questions about. I, I know I heard y'all a couple of weeks ago talking about the about the um injunction. You can also put that in the injunction also, like with the Constitution yeah, yeah. right to bear arms. Oh yeah, oh yeah. See, I think a lot of people forget that the the injunction that we did, the first one that we did, was designed for people to travel. And then, and then over time, people started realizing, oh, I can use the injunction for more than that. And it's like, yeah, of course, you can use the injunction for taxes if you wanted to, because it's, it's all about using the Constitution. Yeah, so you so you could do so if you do two if so if you do the injunction with that and the trust. I mean, you definitely double protected. Ain't no ain't no way they could violate that, correct? That's that's uh, and if they do, you can go into an equity situation. That's what's up. Okay, yeah, I got I got a couple questions. I got I got like a question about the IDP, man. About the address. I could use I postal for that, correct? You say can you use I postal? Some of your address? Yeah, for my address for my IDP. Yeah, just just make sure that um you can receive mail there in case they send your IDP there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it don't so much matter with the IDP. But yes, you can. Also, what about the private ID? Can I do the same? Can you do the same with a private ID? Uh, you can. Yes, yeah. sir. 
Yeah, I just wanted to make sure before I, you know, send all it off and it didn't don't work out because I couldn't use that. I'm trying to separate myself. Yeah, you, you definitely can. I mean, you tell me you got a private ID, man. What I like is when you get your private ID or IDP, you know, you use an address that's not directly tied into that to that straw man. Right. If you, if if you can, if not, then you use what you got. All right. But definitely, God, I appreciate what you do, man. Thank you, man. Well, I'll be hollering at you soon, it. man. We got we got some catching up to do, bro. Okay, no doubt. All right, Joy. Peace, God. All right, peace to the God. Let me uh, let's see here. Let me see if I can go back to this call. The seven seven three five seven nine five six nine. Yo, yo. We're not gonna play games with them. Let's go to two four zero six one nine. Peace to the guys. How's it going, Joy? Peace, God. How, how's it going? How are you? Doing all right. Doing blessed this morning. Hey, I appreciate you yeah. going over this topic. Cause I'm telling you, I was just contemplating with my folks. I was like, man, how I'm gonna get my drink back? Yeah. It's perfect, man. The gun, <laughs> gun trust. It's so powerful. They don't yeah. like it either. <laughs> heck yeah, heck yeah. Hey, you know, we gotta stay on topic or can I ask a question on the sidebar? Go ahead, ask the question. On the um with the accord and satisfaction, so I'm trying to explain it to my son, right? So would I be able to do the um do it for him, send it off, and just like have him uh, follow me step by step till he understands it on his own? Yeah, it's just gotta be in his name. Yeah, send me the name. Yeah, I mean, you can do everything for him. Essentially, you can walk him through the whole process. You know, it's just that when it comes time to, um, if he's got to go to court or deal with mitigation or litigation, he's, he's going to need to understand what was what was done prior. Got you, got you. That's a bet. All right, then back to the topic with the gun trust. Did we go get an EIN with that? Or do we need to? Well, it, it dep- well, yeah, I would for sure. And I would, and, and this is how I would do it, keep it one hundred with y'all. I would set it up like it's a nine eight trust. I got a foreign trust that right. owns that owns them. You know, you can do that. Okay. And, okay. If you, and if you decide, and if you decide that you want to make it a domestic trust, make it like a common law trust, not statutory. Keep it away from the statutory state. Right. No, I would definitely set it up common, for him. Common law is technically... See, the thing about common law, common law is not statutory, but it's still special law because it was... Um, it's like a ju- one judge's opinion that's passed down that another judge will use, and it becomes common law, right? So, in that instance, mm-hmm. like uh, under the Constitution, you can use common law. So... Um, I, I, I would be real careful though about what type of trust I set up. But yeah, you get you an EIN number. Okay. Okay. And then last topic I got is uh establishing credit in the spiritual and the estate numbers, right? Would it be um 
would it behoove me to actually add either the two of those as an authorized user on the other one, or do you think that would uh, merge anything? <laughs> yeah, don't mix them. Leave them, leave them be. Don't mix them. The authorized okay. Okay. And the thing a bit, the thing about it is, is the the, uh, the AUs don't work like they like they used to. Um, I mean, they used to be really effective. I don't see that they are that they are as effective as they used to be. Okay. So, so only only way I, I would, use only way I would have an authorized user. This is the only way I would do is if it's somebody that is not you, or or if they're adding yeah. you to their credit. But don't add your social to your estate or your CPN to your estate. No, don't do that. Just leave it alone. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I've been working on this uh, D&B drink they sent me, the Dungeon Bread. I said, man, I want to grab some credit on that. Yeah, you can. You know, the funny thing about Dungeon Bread is that not even it is, is as important as it used to be. It's more about the Equifax and the Experian business credit now. Um. But right. I still recommend that you have a DUNS number because some people will still ask you for it and you can still use it with some entities. So okay. it's not obsolete. Not <clears throat> okay, okay. Well, that's dope. That's dope. Appreciate the info, guy. Okay, no doubt. Peace to the God. Peace to the God. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Let me make a quick announcement. We've got uh, our New Year's ritual coming up. We'll be in Atlanta. If you want to come out and celebrate with us, uh, it's either going to be at the Risk Carlton or the Hilton. I don't know yet. Still waiting on that confirmation. Um, hopefully, I would know something by Sunday. I'll give y'all that information. Um, also, I'll be in New York at the end of January. We'll be doing a seminar in New York, and I'll be doing a seminar in Philly in February. So New York, Philly, and then I'm around my way back around to these Midwestern states. So if you're in them areas up top, make sure you register to come out for the seminar. We're going to have a lot of great information going into the new year. We're going to show you all these new processes, show you all how I got my nationality done, right? All right, 317-698. What's going down? Peace, Joyce. Peace. Wake up, wake up. Yeah, I'm up. I'm on my way to work. <laughs> nah, uh, I want to uh, ask a quick question. Okay. Real quick uh, question. Uh, all right, my cousin, man, he, uh, he on a felony case right now. Like, he locked up. He caught it, uh, like, last December. Uh, He's been locked up ever since then. Now, he had a lawyer, and uh, the lawyer wouldn't file the paperwork that he wanted from the file. Uh, basically, um, he filed a uh, uh, constitutional challenge right, on the statute they charged him with. So the lawyer got off by ace. Like, he wouldn't file or whatever, so they ended up appointing him a uh, um, public defender. So okay. he, he had her do the same thing. She wouldn't do it. So basically, they didn't push him all the way to trial. You know what I mean? And charged him habitual and six charges, felony counts, whatever. So, um, but they violated, and they also violated his speedy trial. He brought this question. He asked the judge at the 
pre-trial conference, she was like, um, I, I want to know why my public defender, I asked her, you know, to do my speedy trial. She wouldn't do it. He was like, uh, the judge asked me, he's like, anything else you want to ask? He's like, can I get an answer for that? He was like, no, you may not. You know what I mean? So he was like, well, I ain't participating in it. So, you know what I mean? I violated my rights, so I know if me to participate, I'll do what y'all do. So they sent him back in, in, in the uh, population whatever. So when he had trial, they brought him in for trial, and um, he just told him they wasn't, he wasn't participating in it and all of that. So they took it back. But they went on ahead. I sat in for the whole thing. They went on ahead and pushed through trial, whatever charge, with the jury and all that, up into and all that stuff. So is he going to have to, because um, I told him, I said, bro, you're going to have to file an appeal, basically, and send it up to the appellate court and have them look at the case because they're not going to let you know because he got caught with a bunch of stuff. So I said, they're not going to let you know um, that they can't charge you because you're not potentially trying to get him a fingerprint, all that, and do none of that. Basically, he ain't contracted at all with them. They just got him in jail on, on, on uh, the charges or whatever. But don't even, shouldn't he be able to get out and then come back to trial? Like, they just got him in jail. He's been in there since shit January. You know what I mean? So ain't that like a violation? What? So... So, 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 two things. Number one, you can always do a rid of habeas corpus. He can do that on a piece of toilet paper. He had to do it, though. Okay. okay. To even get himself so out. His lawyers. He so would have lawyers could do that when he. Okay. Because he had a lawyer. Lawyers don't do shit for you. Like That's the problem. Right. He felt out of honor. He was he was out of honor from the very beginning by having an attorney. If he did, he would have done better by. By not having, see, he was done better by letting the attorneys do their thing and then take, just taking a fucking yeah. plea deal. But now he's been sitting in jail, and now he's really worse off. And so the issue is, is that if he doesn't appeal, and huh. um, now you say you say he did the constitutional challenge, he did. Yeah, but he this is what he did. He had the lawyers presented to the, the lawyer got the case. Basically, the lawyer knew what the hell it was. He's like, I'm not, I can't deal with that. But it, it's his long-time lawyer. That's what I'm saying. He didn't just go get a lawyer. The lawyer been dealing with him personally all through, you know, since he's been dealing with the law. So when he's seen that, you know what I mean, because he's never done that. You know what I mean? He's he normally pleaded out. So now he's he, he been learning law or whatever, whatever, about the Constitution. And he, he brought that to his attention. Yeah, he like, fucked up. I'm going to challenge he these statutes. He fucked up because he took a, listen, he fucked up because he took an attorney and they tried to make his attorney put his paperwork in did the paperwork ever get put in on the case? I don't even know. I ain't even looked at the case. I just go and, and sit in and listen. You, you know what I mean? The only way he's so doing it, yeah, he can't he can't do an appeal with no evidence um mm. against them, right? Like he don't have no affidavits, he don't have right. the constitution in, he didn't put in twenty versus factory outroads. None of that shit was put in. And since none of it was put in Right, either on his behalf in the beginning, or it was denied. So even if it's not on the it's not on the right. So even if he can prove he that his of counsel, he got due process violation. Yeah, he got due process violation. Right. Speedy, speedy right. trial provision, so that like, shit like that. Yeah. So is that yeah, basically? Florida? I'm looking all I'm like, telling you, uh, that's the only way out. You know what I mean? They violated your due process because. The attorneys didn't do it, and the, the public defender that you had, she didn't do it. Are you are you and in Florida? Pushed through trial. No, I'm in Indianapolis. 
in Indianapolis. So, yeah, and they really racist up there. So, he didn't do it right from the beginning. He didn't do it right from the beginning. But, um, I mean, if he doesn't appeal, he, does, he can see now. Here's the thing about the appeal: if he's if he's able to do an appeal, somebody needs to do an appeal for him. He can't do it. How he gonna do yeah. it? Right. Right. Well, I told you, you know, say I'm I'm gonna rock with him because shit, he's facing seventy years, bro. So um, seventy years, huh? I just been, hell yes. <laughs> so uh, I just told him, you know, what was his charges? If all else fails, he said, have you started his appeal? No, I said, what were his charges? Oh shit, uh, marijuana, heroin, uh, pistol. He got six charges. He's just a regular and Frank Lucas. They charge him habitual. They charge him habitual. <laughs> so, uh, he he's just kind of like oh, he's 106 grams. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, he can always do GSA bonds. You can always try that for him. At this point in time, you you pretty much um his helping hand. So you got to help that brother out. And, right. and like I said, you would have to either do his appeal now or his GSA bond. Uh-huh. Something has to be done on his behalf. Even, right. Yeah, even the writ of habeas corpus. You might you might even think about putting a writ of mandamus in on his behalf because the judge tells to do what they were supposed to do. But then here's the thing. Right. He, did, he didn't put the shit on the record. He gave it to the attorney to put on yeah. the record. The attorney said, I'm not doing this. Like my my yeah. bar association uh, card will bar me from doing this. Right. right. You know, that's like being a part of the so bloods, was, man, and, and then doing some shit for the for the cribs. Right. That's what I You know, the bloods going to look at you like, you, well, you ain't yeah. part of us no more. Yeah. That's what I was trying to tell like, bro, you got to get rid of them. They, you know. <laughs> so, he just, because he go for sentence in January. Uh, so, after that, I should be getting an appeal rate. Because I told you, you got to do an appeal. They're not about to uh, let you, you know they violate your due process and let you off on that shit. Yeah, I figured. Because I'm like, my right going now. on right now. He got, bro, bro, okay. he got to do an appeal now. All right. I ain't talked to him this week, no so I'm gonna uh, I'm let him know. Yeah, ain't no time to wait. Ain't no time to wait. Why you gonna wait? You gonna wait yeah, until I'm talking about doing the field? No, I'm saying it's I don't. Over look, that's what I'm calling, bro. I, that's that's what I'm calling. I, just, you know, I'm trying no. to help out as best as I can because I'm the only motherfucker that understand any of this, you know, not, right, the, right. in the so, family. So, so you know. So I, I will highly, highly, highly implore you to start looking at number one. Uh, where there was violations in his case, because if he doesn't appeal, yeah. he's gonna have to do them now based on on, the, on technicality by some type of violation or something. He kind of fucked himself. Right. Yeah, I hate to say that, man. All That's right. fucked. Nah, I mean, I, bro, you, I'm I'm looking at him like, bro, you got to get rid of these counsel, man. They're not about to fuck, you know. That's what I was well, trying, that's what the problem trying to say to him. Even keeping yeah. public counsel, man, he should have fired their asses too, man, so he could defend himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So when he well, went to, when he went to, um, did he have a jury trial? Did he have a trial by jury? Yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't in that motherfucker. He told him take him, take him back. He's like I ain't participating in this. He said y'all ain't, you so know, y'all ain't jury, did right what y'all so, supposed so to the do. Jury, and the, the, the jury found him guilty. On all counts, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I bet they yeah. did. That's not a jury yet. No, well, that is a jury in his career. He's a U.S. citizen. Yeah. yeah. They found him guilty. Yep, yeah, so I'm, I don't, I ain't talked to him in about a couple of weeks, so I'll probably talk to him today or to his baby moms, and uh, I'll let her know. But, yeah. All right, man. But I'll probably be talking to you anyway on, on the private side, bro, because I'm probably going to go. Yeah, keep me posted, shit, man. So. Yeah, I got you, posted, bro. Man. Appreciate that's, that's, you. know, this one, that, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. This is one of them things, man. You know, um, it's a lesson for people to learn from, man, because you have to do shit right from the beginning. Sometimes you can't go back and fix right. it. Right. It's very hard to go back and fix okay. it. So now if he gets locked up, tell you like this, if, if he does end up getting locked, well, he's already locked up. So if he ends up going to a state or a federal prison, yeah. it's going to be on you now to do the GSA bonds for him. Okay. All right. Like I said, I told him, man, right. I'm, I'm going to deal with him to the end, bro, because I already know what he's trying to do. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's all good. But I'll definitely be in touch with you, bro. I appreciate you. Okay, no doubt. Peace to the God. All right, peace. All right. All right, let's go to uh, 702. Oh, 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 oh. Hold on. There we go. 702 357. Joey, what's good, man? Jason, out here in Vegas. What's up, Jason? What's going on? Can you hear me? I'll just get you and this nigga Will. Not too much, man. I'll just get you and Will confused. What's going on? Hey, no, man. Just shouting out. Listening in, man. Great information. Crazy talking about a case. Yeah, how's your little baby girl, man? (laughs) Oh, man. She's doing good, man. She just turned four months. I'm flying, man. I'm like, wow. That's good, man. Can you hear me? That's good. Yeah, I can hear you, man. I can hear you. That's good, okay. man. That's great. Yeah, I'm just shouting out, man. I, I, I ain't want nothing, man. Thanks, it's all good, man. Bro. Good to hear from you. Yeah, I ain't want. You too, bro. I'm gonna be coming for that. Uh, I'm be coming for that car title webinar you got and that uh, that tax exempt business. I'm gonna the next two things. I'm gonna be copping from you real soon. So. Okay, no doubt. All right, man. I'll view the floor okay, now, man. Peace to the God, man. Peace All to right, the God. All right, let's go to uh, 478-244. Peace to the God. What's up, Joe? How you doing? Peace. What's up, bro? Not much, Good. man. How are you? Got a couple. Pretty good, pretty good. It makes sure. I'm at, I'm at the job right now, but, you know, it's all good. Yeah, the joke. Yeah, yeah. Right, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, I got a. Uh, I got about. You know, I used to do radio. I used to do the radio for my job. Work. That's all you got into yeah. DJing. Huh? I got into DJing when I was fifteen, bro. I've been DJing since I was fifteen, but I got into radio. Um, actually, actually, the person who put me who put me on the radio was Juice Avell. That's who put me on the radio first. And then, and then I started um, doing shows with Jonah, but I used to have it. I used to have a job, man. I job just like y'all, man. I used to get on the radio and, and, and do my my shows, man. I used to have to like sneak off to the bathroom and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it was good though. I love, um, I would, okay. My first question is is concerning the non UCC. Um, when I did it originally. I put, uh, I just put a copy of the birth certificate. Uh, I got the the nine eight the uh, the 
and nine billion Halloween. I got the the stuff for GSA. Also got um, like I guess everything that was supposed to be in there. The only thing I didn't put is my DBA, and I didn't put my um, I think it's just a DBA. So what I wanted to know is, can I um, do another non-UCC and then file and then move those original documents to the to the new one before I do the the UCC one to notify that there is an actual lien on all the property, or should I just add the DBA to the UCC one and make reference to all the other original documents? Oh, you just add it to it, make an addendum. Okay, it's a record. You, you put it on the record with right. real estate officer. You just add you just add it to it. Okay, cool. All right. My next question is kind of like the brother. I, I already knew about how to kind of go about the discharge, but the only thing I wanted to ask: whenever you do attempt it, do you still need to send um, a copy of what you sent down to the county as well for the DBA? No, um, whenever you attempt the discharge, you know how you send it to the CEO, you send what you need to send to the IRS, but do you also uh, need to send a copy down to the original county from where the straw is at? No, you don't need to do that. Okay. All right, cool. Not, not with so discharge, still, you don't. Because, because yeah, with I'm, discharge, yeah, when you're doing discharge, you're dealing with the creditor, you're dealing with the IRS, or you're dealing with... um. Uh, let's see, you're dealing with the creditor, you're going to deal with the IRS, and the Treasury Department, you don't deal with them because they've employed the IRS to do bookkeeping for them. So, you deal with the IRS. So, those are the only two people that you deal with. Oh, and then okay. and then if, if if you get to a point where, you know, they're not trying to follow the discharge, you can deal with the comptroller of currency in your state or in your county. There might be a comptroller in your county, too, sometimes. Okay. Um, now, establishing some credit to your estate, should I just go and do some of the simplest things, like just apply for maybe a cell phone with a company? Or the best, the best way to start getting credit, man, is you almost got to do it like when you're 18 again. A cell phone is not going to get you any credit. Um, you can get an apartment. An apartment will get you some credit. Uh, you can go open up a bank account in a credit union, borrow, get some money. Got to get you a little credit. You can open up a Capital One card. Um, what do they call them? The, um, the secure card. So those are your options. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's solid. And I and, and my last question in closing. After um, you completed your process and became a national, uh, congratulations on that and all that, by the way. Thank you, um, whenever, once they took back the passport and they gave it back to you, did they change that nationality on it, on the actual passport itself? Since you had the proper documentation? No, nah, nah, I don't think you, no, nah, no. Nah, and that's what a lot of people don't, don't understand, that they, they do a, a few different things. And the, the actual nationality has always been on the passport. If you understand how the system works, yeah, okay, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you mean. When you say that. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know, that's about the most I would say about that in the public. But yeah, the Iceland nationality right. has always been on the passport, um, but then they have, you know, a uh, chip on the passport too. So 
that that chip yeah, includes yeah. a lot of information as well. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I trust me. I understand when you say when you say it's already on the past right? I got exactly. I know exactly what you mean. Um, yeah, hey man. Other than other than that, man, so I'm just stay tuned, stay locked. You know, I'm looking to uh, run into y'all for the New Year's ritual, man. I've been trying to, I've been telling all my friends and family, man, come get it in. And you know, I've been listening to y'all guys. This will now be three years, and this will be the first time that I actually got a chance to attend the ritual. So I'm, I'm really pumped up and excited for it. You know what I mean? Trying to get the ritual done. Man. So yeah, man. That's what's up, man. Yeah, Look forward to seeing you, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, man, just, uh, I wish you number, you know, success throughout the end of Thank the you, year. Brother. I wish you success yeah. too. Yeah. So and all of y'all on the phone. Gonna, yeah, you know, everybody on the I, I phone. I can tell man. y'all we at the end of the quarter, man. The quarter, the quarter is over, man. The quarter's over next week. So, you know, if you didn't, if you didn't get it done, you know, this uh, fiscal year, get it done next fiscal year. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. So, man, yeah. Uh, much success, like you say, to everybody that's on the line, everybody that was on the line, and maybe they call drop. Peace and love to y'all too. I'm a year to four. Peace to the guys. No doubt. No doubt. Peace out. All right, let's go to four eight four nine nine five. Thank you so much. Hate to run Cop and Go, but you got a appointment to get at and um I should be seeing you mon um Tuesday. You're not here Monday. I'll see you Tuesday. Hello? Hello. Uh, I have a Hello I have a uh, We'll come back to that, brother. Let's go to 503-890. Peace to the gods. Peace. Hey, Joey, how you doing this morning, man? Uh, I'm well. Yourself? Good, good, good. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Good, Really good show, man. I appreciate you doing that. Uh, Done trust, man. Uh, Good show. Yeah, I got a couple of questions. Uh, ask my simple one first. Um, hey, uh, what what is the the significance of carrying uh holding silver in your pocket when you go to court, like twenty one silver pieces or what have you? It shows that you're sovereign. Supposed to. Oh, okay. I keep yeah, twenty nine nine nine. Yeah, okay. 0.9999 right. silver. Oh, so it's not just the silver dollars then? No, I got, I keep real coins. silver on me. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I got one in my wallet. Matter of fact, I got another gotcha. one in um, it. Oh, uh, somebody gave me at a seminar recently too, so, yeah, that real silver is the stuff. So you only need just, just one, just one piece? That's, that's that's enough, or not, it don't have to be like three, seven, or twenty-one. That's, that, that's significant. I think it's like an ounce or something like that. Oh, okay. All right. And my my other question is, I was just listening to one of your other shows. Uh, you were doing a constitutional challenge show not too long ago, and uh, I was a little confused on um on the information you was given. You guys were saying. Uh, when you put in your constitutional challenge, and then I'm talking about one for a traffic case that I, that I'm doing. Um, yes. Now you say that the, they can rule on the traffic case even though the uh, constitutional challenge has been put in. Is that correct? 
No, what it says is, see, see, that's the funny thing, right? Because if you read the rule, the rule says they can go, they can proceed with their proceedings, but they can't put in a final uh-huh. judgment. So it's all like, oh, uh, so what they, what they do. So, so sometimes, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, because I got a trial date coming up in fe- end of February, and so I, I assume, I guess, I need to go to the trial date. But if I don't get a uh, response back from the uh, attorney general, then they can't. Uh, they can't proceed with the trial. They can't uh, create a no, summary or whatever you can still, Oh, no, they, they can still proceed with the trial. Yeah, they can still proceed with the trial. And sometimes they do. Sometimes they'll dismiss it right before they get the trial. And then, and then if they if they do go through with their trial, that's like a mock trial. It ain't real. And then you'll appeal it. You'll appeal it to a higher court. Uh-huh. Or you can yeah, I think I'm going to have to anyway and remove it now. Cause they, they 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 haven't done anything, you know, you know, uh, man, they haven't done a damn thing. I didn't file for discovery, you know, and they, they ain't sent me nothing back. But your know, court date for the trial, just like any you know regular person going to uh, you know going to deal with a ticket. And then I even yeah, called they, them yesterday, you know, to, to see. Uh-huh. You called them? Yeah, I called call them yesterday. I called them yesterday to see if they had a uh, if they were going to certify the uh, the. Uh, the five point the constitutional challenge to the attorney general and the lady just plainly said no we're not you know i was like okay well so i don't need to know yeah like, well well, well <laughs> the thing is is the the, the, the the see here's the thing the time starts if you read the rule the time starts either from when you certify the challenge right the court certifies uh-huh. the challenge and you send it yeah i'm gonna pull it up hold on Pull it up. Here it is. Rule 5.1, constitutional challenge. Okay? It says here. It says that, <coughs> excuse me, a notice by a party. A party that files a pleading, a written motion, or other paper drawing into question the constitutionality of a federal or a state statute must, number one, file a notice. It says you got to do it promptly. File a notice of a constitutional question. Stating the question and identifying the paper that raises it. That's your actual um, constitutional challenge itself, right? And it says, A, mm-hmm. federal statute is questioned, and the parties do not include the United States, one of its agencies, or one of its officers or employees in official capacity, or a state statute is questioned, and the parties do not include the state, one of its agencies, or one of its officers or employees in official capacity. Number two. Mm-hmm. It says you must serve the notice and the paper on the Attorney General of the United States if it's a federal statute that's being questioned, mm-hmm. or on a state Attorney mm-hmm. General if a state statute mm-hmm. is being questioned. So you sent it to the, did you mm-hmm. send it to the Attorney General of the your state? state? Yes. Okay. To the state. And it says, and it says okay, it says you must send it either by registered or certified mail, or by sending it to an electronic address. That's designated by the attorney general, right? Then uh-huh. there's the certification by the court. Says the court must, right? Must also means may in law, right? So the court must, mm-hmm. under 28 U.S.C. 2403, certify to the appropriate attorney general that a statute has been questioned. See that? So the court has to. The yep. court has to do it. Then but, it says but I thought, intervention. But I thought you said, 
that sometimes they they don't or they don't have to do it, but you sometimes, can fall back on your uh, on your mailing. This is what this is what I'm trying to tell you. Sometimes okay. they'll play the Jedi mind trick with you, like they didn't do it. Right? Uh-huh. They'll step right over the challenge. Now let me read the next one because this was going to tie it in for you. It says intervention, okay. final decision on the merits, unless the court sets a later time. The attorney general may intervene within 60 days when your notice is filed or after the court certifies the challenge, whichever is earlier. So which one did you do first? Uh, I mailed it. Send it to the attorney I mailed, general? I mailed them both. Did you mail it? Yeah, I, uh, I mailed it to the attorney general. Okay. And then and I mailed it to the court. Good. And which one did you do first? You did them at the same time? Yeah, I, I put them in the mail at the same time. So it would now, have reached. It probably file. would have reached the attorney general first. Say again. Okay. So did you also file in the clerk's office? Uh, no, I did not do that. That's another thing I would do. Okay. Okay. Now you have right, your green slip showing. You have your green slip showing where they received it, right? Yes. So now you know both parties have been have been alerted. So let's go to the next part. Intervention. Final decision on the merits. It says unless the court sets a later time, the attorney general may intervene within 60 days after the notice is filed or after the court certifies the challenge, whichever is earlier. Before the time to intervene expires, the court may reject the constitutional challenge, but may not enter a final judgment holding the statute unconstitutional. You know what I'm Mm-hmm. Now it says, so no forfeiture. No part. Hold on, let me read the last part. A party's failure to file and serve the notice or the court's failure to certify does not forfeit a constitutional claim or a defense that is otherwise timely asserted. You understand? They gave you a remedy even though they just told the court, uh, y'all don't really have to certify the challenge because we understand. But even if you don't, that doesn't make the challenge move. Mm. You understand? Mm. Yep, I get it. A party's okay. failure to file the it says a party's failure to file and serve the notice. They're talking about the court, right? Or the court's failure. That's really what they're talking about. Or the court's failure to certify your challenge does not forfeit a constitutional challenge. It's really like that. Okay. You understand uh-huh. what I'm going with this? So now what I would yeah. if I was you. If I was you if you haven't put in Trinity versus Pagliero, if you haven't rebutted everything um, that's in the discovery that they're saying that you did, you need to do. If you haven't put in your own affidavit, um, if you haven't put in a copy of the Constitution in whatever state you live in, and you need to re- redo your constitutional challenge and put it in there, uh, in the case. Right? Okay, I've done, I've, I've done only the above. All of the above, except for the uh, Trinsley, and uh, I, I haven't received any discovery. You put the Constitution in? So, 
Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I put the Constitution in twice. Okay. Well, your discovery, yeah. your discovery is going to be your traffic ticket. You got pulled over. It's going to be traffic ticket. Oh. If you got pulled right. over and it was a traffic ticket, you're going to get the traffic ticket. That's the discovery. Okay. Okay. And what about the device you use, the uh, the uh, gun radar, whatever you call it? The information on that, and the calibration of that device. Okay, well, what you talking about, no gun radar? If you got that information, <laughs> you got that information too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I asked for all that in the, in the discovery about that too, about it being Yeah, calibrated. and then you can ask for that too. You need to ask for discovery too. If you haven't done the motion for discovery, you should do that too. Yeah, I did most for discovery, but like I said, they ain't answered nothing. I sent went to the uh, court and to the uh, district attorney uh, for the discovery. And, and neither has responded. But but I figure it's just all action on appeals, even if... You, you might even you know, do it. Yeah, I, did, I put that in, too. So you did that first? Can I do a second one? Yep. No. Yep. No, At first, I did with no contract. At first, I did with no contract. And then... Um, I think it was most. I think it was motion to dismiss second, if not third. I can't remember. Yeah, you exactly. need to move it, brother. Yeah, you need to just move the case, man. Case like that. Okay. You, have, you need to file the rest of the stuff. I'm telling you to file. And you need to move the case. Case needs to be moved. Move to uh, superior court. Yeah, because it's a traffic case, man. Yeah. Shit like that, they just move. I mean, Supreme Court. It's a traffic case. Yeah, you think so? Like I said, they, yeah, man, y'all be going hard for these traffic cases. Listen, it's a traffic yeah, it's case. Yeah, for me, for for me, it's good practice though. You know what I'm saying? For for other remedies, of course. So that's why I'm going. In. It's not that big of a deal. It's only two hundred seventy dollars, and I'm putting in more time and effort, and I think you know <laughs> with everything. I know that's why. it's worth, but but I but I need to practice though. So yeah, but, but I understand. I understand what you're saying, but I mean, still, and and even in that event, though, put the rest of the stuff in. You know what I'm saying? On the record like that. Make sure you actually okay. file it with the with the clerk. Get a stamp copy that it was that it's been filed with the clerk. And then you can remove the case. Okay. All right. And I got one last question for you. Can I get a uh, certified copy of Trinsley from you? Yes. Okay. All Y'all right. can get uh, is that on your website? Um, yeah, um I don't think I I might have taken it down, I'll put it back up. Um, yeah, because okay. uh, me and Jonah had a conversation about that recently. Y'all can um, pretty much start getting most of all of those documents from Make More Commerce for um, for congressional records. We like to switch some things over. So, yes, you can get that. Okay. Okay. All right. So, if you put it on your site today or tomorrow, um, I- I'll grab that from you. Okay, no doubt. Peace to the God. Okay, thanks. Thanks a lot. Peace to the God. No doubt, bro. All right. Where we at? We have 57 after. We'll take a few more calls. 510-593. Peace to the God. Peace to the God. Man, I um, I had a question. What about, um, say for instance, like example, like if somebody defended their case by themselves, right? Hello, I'm I'm here. I'm I'm with you. I'm, I'm following you. So, if somebody defended their case by themselves, and then say they lost and they got locked up, and due to like the time constraints, they had to have a public defender to be allowed to file their um, appeal. 
Right. Hello. Yeah, I'm here, brother. I know you assist me. Um how would um someone go about filing paperwork and uh <clears throat> the proper basically like moving the jurisdiction or filing paperwork in the proper court. Because, like, for instance, a normal, with the lawyers, the appeal goes to the, like, the superior court appeals. It's like a lower court, like the municipal appeal court. You get what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Are you, are you asking me essentially how you move a case from, from, to the from proper, one court to another? Yeah. The proper venue? Well, you have, yeah. well, first of all, you need to know what court you're moving it to. Sometimes the superior court, superior court might be the highest court in your state. Uh, no, what right. is it? It's the it, Supreme it, Court. It, it, it might be, it might be, what well, might be Supreme Court. It depends on which court you're going to. But I would encourage you to look your constitution in your in your state, and then you would know better. No, I, I know that it's the Supreme Court. Yeah. I'm I'm asking how okay, would you do the Supreme it? Court. So you, I would you gotta do a notice of removal to that court. But a lot of times, what's going to happen is the court will tell you, you'll, you'll, you'll try to do a notice of removal to that court, and that court will be like, nope, you can't come directly to us. You got to go to this court first. You got to get turned by this, down by this court first, and then you appeal it by this court, and then you can get into, get into our court. That's kind of how it works. It's kind of a, it's, you still got to follow a procedure. You can't skip steps, even if you're not being represented. Okay. Yep, it's still a uh, it's still a procedural thing. They still make you go through a bullshit to be honest. Okay. Now it's funny, right? Because in certain places, like in New York, when you want to do a name change, you go right to the Supreme Court, Superior Court. Okay. So, and then in some states, when you want to do a name change, you go into the lowest courts. Very funny, man. Every state is different, dude. But you know what I know. You got to go. Go ahead. I was going to say, it seems like from the few states that I looked at, like, I'm in California, and then I looked at uh, Nevada, too. But Nevada, from from what I know, it's more of a, it operates as a republic, kind of, like, the way they do business, like, not having state taxes and stuff like that. Like, it seems like a lot of their processes are closer to, like, uh, common law. <clears throat> you all right over there, bro? Nah, I'm a little sick, but I'm cool. That's that my only question. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, a lot of these states are running, um, like, municipalities. <laughs> and some of them were trying to go back, you know, like, you go, like, you know, certain places around the country, like we talk about with gun rights, you know, you can hold a gun, no problem. You know, so some states are trying to go back into the republic, and you, and you see that little by little. You know, but California is one of those states where they definitely restricted a lot of people's rights out there, so it's going to be up to you to really enforce your rights out there and use that constitution, no matter what, what yeah. you're going into. Yeah. Even if you're in the wrong court, you gotta carry you to the right court. Just using that. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. 
shit, I'm not gonna play right, shit bro. right now, so I'm gonna mute out. Okay, bro. Take care of that cold, man. Get you some ginger. Appreciate it. All right, peace. Go to seven seven three five six five. Hello. Peace to the God. Well, how you doing? Peace to the God. All right, you Joey. Great. Yeah, I'm sitting yes, back listening to the show. But I like have it? one little small question. Okay, I got one little big answer for you, then. Oh. <laughs> you have said it before, and I've been trying to find your other um, video. But uh, the spiritual name doing business as the Ligas. Yes. Doing you had different ones you did. Can you do you mind repeating yeah, so that? You, mm-hmm. you could do spiritual name doing business as um the uh elite. Uh huh. You could do your estate doing business as your illegals. Um okay. you can do your let's see which one did I not do. Um, business name, spiritual name, business as in legal, state as in legal. Oh, you can do another. I do. I always do one for business purposes, of course. There's another one. I'm, I'm not it's on top of the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it right now. Okay, business name, doing business as what? Yeah, you can always do one for your trust too. So your trust will. Be, so you have a DBA for your trust doing business as. Um, whatever business you're doing in the public, right? Even if it's an LLC or if it's unincorporated, uh-huh. and you, and then when you when we talk about your personal stuff, like personal DBA, you know you'll have your uh, last comma first name middle name doing business as your first middle last. You can have your spiritual name doing right. And you have your spiritual name doing business as your uh, first middle last. And then you have your spiritual name doing business as your straw man. Straw man, too. You got him? Those are the three. So All the right, I got that. I, yeah. 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 Okay, I got that. I would, uh, I'll repeat this video. I know this one. This. Now, and one more question. I I don't know if uh, I should ask, but my, uh, I, I got this. I'm playing with the court. Oh, I forgot to tell y'all. I won my red light ticket. You y'all, uh, yes. I put. They didn't show up to court because um, <laughs> I put everything I in did. the court case. Yes, the village, the city did not show up. So there you go. Because I put the stuff in the court case, doing business as in the Constitution and, and motion to be heard and Grizzly versus oh, yes. Yeah, and I did all that and they didn't show up. So there you go. <laughs> Thanks to y'all. Good job. You did it right. You know that. That's Yeah. But one little small thing that I'm practicing, I'm learning. My my married name I'm getting, now they sending me all this stuff in my old Mary name, and I ain't I ain't used that name in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I, Who's I don't want, I don't name? know. If, huh? Who's sending you stuff in that name? Are we talking about like debt collector? What are we talking about? Yeah, debt collector from some food stamps, $97 from 20, 
1999. <laughs> you just, I mean, what you do is just a third party letter and challenge you. Okay, I'm going to do it. Yep, I'm going to try it. I'm going to play around with it. But that's yeah, how I am doing it. Yeah. Make sure you send the letter three times. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Yep. Sure you that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah, send it three times. Three times. Your administrative process done. Yeah, I'm just doing the practice. Building up on how to handle stuff in court. <laughs> Yeah, well, congratulations on your win. I appreciate the testimony. Yes, thank you, guys. Thank you. And I'm going to move on so I can keep listening and learning. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to say peace. Thank you. Peace to God. Peace to God. All right. Uh, 914 920. Peace to the God, brother. Peace to the God. Peace. Peace, bro. My first time, first time getting on with you, brother. But I, I've been listening to you, brothers, for a while. But it's my first time ever um, getting on your show. I they, I heard them talking okay, about you on, on hindsight. You know what I'm saying? So I heard them talking about you on hindsight, but I never knew. Yeah. That's, um, that's and I never knew there. what. The, yeah, I never knew where where it exactly was. And then I listened. I was listening for a few weeks, and then they said it. Finally said it. So I got on with you. Yeah, um, I appreciate it, man. I'm also on Sunday. Normally, Jonah is on fr- on Friday, so he's out today. So I'm sitting here for the brother. So I appreciate you, man. What's going on? That's what's up, brother. Um, well, I got in a little late, but from what I'm hearing, it's some it's some good information. Um, I just got some questions I may want to clear up. They might have been asked before, but like I said, I just got in late, so I'm sorry. That's cool. Um. As far as the DBA is concerned, like I'm looking at, I'm looking that up right now because I got a little court case that I'm that I'm trying to get rid of, and um, like I, I'm 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 looking at the uh, certificate of assumed name. Now I have, I understand that you know you put the you put your name uh, that's on your certificate of live birth. I understand that that's the name you're gonna do business as, right? Mm-hmm. But what about what if you really no one really calls you that name in the public like uh it like uh they don't have like say my name was John Henry uh Doe Jr they don't have the Henry or the Jr they just have the John uh, John Doe do I do a DBA for those as well you know I always like to do a DBA um, for whatever um, variations of names that you may have or use in the public. Right? right. I, I, that's what I thought, but I just wanted to hear something. somebody say that. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something else because when you're doing these processes, um, what it's important to understand is that a lot of times the government will um, will go back and check to see if you've actually done um, any of this shit. So right. it's good to have that done anyway. I just say cover yourself. Right, right. So just for my clarification, when I do this DBA and they ask for uh, where the person is doing the business out of, that's the county you were born, correct? Yes. It, now, here's the thing. 
you can live in a different county. And if you live in a different county, um, you want to do it in that county. But you can do DBAs in multiple counties, bro. Okay. Okay, so if I was born in one county, but I want to do I can do it in the county I was born, and I can do it in the county where I currently uh, inhabit right now. Reside, yeah. Yeah. Where I currently yep. reside at. Yep, that's right. Okay, that's, that's right. good to know. Okay. Now, see, okay, this, so if I, you think about a DBA, and you think about what you got to have with a DBA, is like, let's say you set up a trust. So if you set up a trust, right, your foreign spiritual trust, and then you want right. to go and create the business that operates trust, you need to have a DBA for that trust doing business as, right, whatever particular entity you're going to be doing business as in the public. Right. I'm glad. Right. See, I'm glad you touched on that because that probably was my next question. Like, I got a, I got a nine eight number. Right, and it's in my, it's in my illegus. That's it's you know it has my illegus name as 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 a trust name. Um, they asked me what the DBA name is at the time. I didn't really have one for it. So I could correct that information. Yeah, I I, I would just go. I, I typically so you can still use that nine eight, and, and you can just put. I mean, it does keep it really simple, doesn't it? By having a, a spiritual nine eight name that's the same name as that, but you if you want to amend it and put L or Bay or something on there, you can too, or just create another nine eight trust. But the one you got is sufficient to to use um, to do a DBA. But I mean. Then you may have problems, right? Because then they may say, "Well, um, how are you, John Doe? You know, trust doing business with John Doe?" Exactly. You know, they yeah. may ask questions when they look similar. I've seen them do that before. So you may want to just for the purpose of a variation, go go and set up a, a separate one that you can experiment and do stuff with as well. Okay, I understand that. That okay. Um, I heard you say something about having a seminar coming up to New York. What what, what day is that? Yeah, Do you I'm have one yet, or, or it's just something? I don't have the date squared away yet. I'm gonna, it's going to be in Harlem. It's going to be uh, in the end of January, though. Like, probably last weekend of January. Yeah, because I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come check that. I, I go. I went to the one in Atlanta. It was great. Um, but I'm always open to the new information, and I'm always ready to support you guys. So. Um, no doubt. Whenever you guys, no whenever you guys it, have, I'm gonna have some. I have a flyer out probably man the first week. Uh, probably next week I have a flyer out. Be honest with you. Okay. And your uh, what's your website again? Yeah, it's, uh, makemorecommerce.com. And it's M-O-O-R. Make more commerce, right? Right. Make more That's commerce. Right. That's right. Yeah. Make, Make more commerce. More. Brother, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you answering my questions, man. I'm, I'll definitely be a no regular uh, listener from now on, man. I appreciate Thanks, y'all, man. Appreciate you tuning in. Thank you, Jack. And I'm trying, and I'm trying to come out there and see y'all for that money ritual as well. So I'll try to be out yeah, there in Atlanta. Yeah, you can make it. Come on out. For sure, man. Trying to come out there, check y'all out. But I appreciate okay, no y'all, doubt. man. Thank you. All right, peace to the God. Thanks. Have a safe peace. trip, bro. If you're traveling, all right, peace. Thank you, brother. No doubt. Yeah, that, that goes for a lot of y'all, man. Have, man, if y'all traveling, be safe, man, because there's going to be a lot of people on them roads, man. And 
we had a, a, a seminar a couple of years ago, man. We had a, um, a listener. She didn't make it, unfortunately, but you know, y'all make sure that y'all travel safe, man, because that's that's real important, man, especially during these times. All right, six one nine six five five. Peace to the God, Joy was good. Peace, bro. Yeah, it's uh, Corey L. Um, I oh, had a yeah, question. I'm chilling, man. Chilling. Um, I'm trying to pull the form. I was looking at the um, form D on the SEC. I was wondering, um, yes. what's that for? The United States Securities and Exchange Commission form D. Uh, you want to get into that? I, I, okay. So for entertainment purposes, we'll we'll talk about that. Securities okay. and Exchange Commission um, SEC and talk about regulation and deregulation deals with securities uh, unregistered securities uh, which means which means that you can raise securities for unlimited amount that's what it is oh okay mm-hmm. alright well, word well you, should, you answered my question man you know <laughs> one question I really had um, yeah. I have a uh, alright I, I appreciate that but I, I just something just came to mind um I have a, uh, a student of mine. He uh, he was in the military. He had like a, a, a star card or something like that. Well, um, they're saying he owes like three thousand on it. Um, so I just use the third party on it. Is it is it still open? Yeah. He's still using he's still using the account. Oh oh no, he ain't using it. It's just it's like it's it's a wrap, pretty much. Oh, oh yeah, since our party left again. All right. All right. Word, man. I, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt. Peace to the God. Right, peace to the God, brother. Thank you. Yeah, I know that nigga asked me a million dollar question, right? But we're going to keep it moving. 478 244. Yo, Joey, I'm glad you buzzed me again because, man, I forgot one of the questions I wanted to ask. Can you, can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, man. <laughs> All right, cool. So, uh, in the midst of me um, contra- <laughs> contracting with the CEO, I wanted to know if I'm doing that on the auto loan, could I rescind the signature um, in on that initial contract? Yeah, you can. What I, what I was, you uh, can. Just be careful about them trying to come pick your shit up. Be careful with the auto loans. True. They, they, they're funny style. They try to come pick your cars up and stuff. Well, auto loans, best thing to do with them is record satisfaction, and then and then get them in a situation where you you can take them to court. Okay. Cause see what what, what the reason I asked that question was because I was listening. Uh, I was in the archive about three years ago. And I was uh I was listening to it today before I called in, and uh, y'all was talking about contract law, uh, you and Jonah, and so uh, what 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 I was getting from it was if I was sitting the signature pending that um, the CEO produced the original ledger or the accountant um, stating that or showing that I owe, and if he couldn't prove that, then there was you know I would stipulate a rescission of signature. If he couldn't provide me with that, you know, documentation, which I know he won't be able to. Yeah, but then I that. guess, like I said, to, of yeah. course, you 
Listen, of course you can do that, but I'm going to keep going back to what I said. They may try to come pick up the shit. Right. And you have to be careful about that. You, if you, now, if you're going to try that, go get the card discharge title webinar that I did. Well, I showed you. Well, I show you how to get the title. I show you um, on an SUV that we did it on. Well, we actually got okay. the title for you. Okay. okay. That way, well, yeah, yeah, I'll well, break it down for you. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll do that then. Well, I appreciate that then, Joe. Okay. No doubt. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Peace. Uh, let me go. I went to six nine six one nine six five five. Did I go to you? Yeah, you already have him, bro. Oh, yeah, you asked a million dollar question. All right, let's keep them up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, 214-429. Oh, peace to the God, Joy. Oh, you took the your last caller. Peace to the God. What's happening? Hey, hey peace to the God, fam. What's going on, bro? I don't know if you- Oh, 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 uh, what's up, man? I want to ask you, did you catch, did you catch a chance to see that uh, K. Reno album cover? It's called Mighter Than a Sword. The, the what album cover? K. Reno. Uh, uh, K. Then R. I. N. O. K. Reno. Yeah, he got a pen. Oh, okay. He a rapper from Southport Coalition. He got a pen, and uh, he got it. He got the pen. He got a. He got a laser beam coming out of like like Dark Vader and Luke Skywalker. Oh, I just I thought that was mighty interesting. Yeah, I just you know that was that was uh, that just resonated with me because you know how you know our paperwork is uh, how we gonna untangle out of this anyway. I like woo, that's a tight album cover, man. You and I, I call you the El, El Reno. K uh K like K Mark K Reno K dash Reno. That stands for Killer Rhyme. Intellectually nullifying opponent, K. Reno. And when you look at it, it's called Meyer than a sword. Yeah, brother. I said, <laughs> that got me. I like, yeah, that's that highlight, like that pen, Meyer than a sword. Yeah, no, I ain't never, I ain't never heard of K. Reno before. Oh but, no, uh, but just but look at that. Have a look at that. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, I see. It. Yeah, I see it now. I just put it up on my iTunes. Yeah, I see. He got the book in his hand and the pen. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, I had to check I had to check him out. I never heard the brother before. I I check him out though. Great show, man. Great show, family. Appreciate you. No doubt, brother. Appreciate you. Definitely, you definitely dropping jewels. Yeah, I've been I was digging in the crates. Oh, okay. And I'm uh, uh, uh Yeah, I pull up uh I don't know. I know you talked you talked that third party impermissible pull. I'm definitely going to have to do that, but, you know, I'm still rocking in the public and ain't rocking correctly, and I would want to know how do I submit my credit reports to what email you're using for, I can, uh, for a third. Oh, okay. What you need to do is contact me in the private, um, set up a consultation okay. with you, bro, uh, and then what okay. we do is I, and then I'll go over how to do that with you. What you want to do is set up a credit consultation. So just go into the products and look for... And let's make more commerce.com credit consultation. Yep. That's a bet. That's a bet. Yeah, because I'm trying to unplug myself, man, and you guys definitely have been uh, aiding, aiding, and uh, like, like, you know, it's, it's the art of war, man. And, 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 and a lot of stuff I take lightly, like, oh, I'll just spend a day or two in jail. No, you can't take it lightly. So I just, I keep... 
regurgitating how you told me you play that DVD back and forth, just regurgitating repetition, man. Trying, and I'm slowly but surely coming along. Yeah, Thank that's you what guys, I man. That's what I did in the beginning, man. I just went over. I just kept playing shit till I got until the guy ingrained in me. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because there's so yeah, much man. bullshit. There's so much bullshit that, that you got to, you know what I'm saying, what they call it, whitewash, blacked out by whitewash, Dr. Suzar. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, you know, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's I love you, man. Thing. No homo, brother. And I know, uh, I know you, like I'm you said, you're going to make your way back around. I love you, too, bro. It's all good. I know you're gonna make your way back around to, to Texas. Yeah, I might have to set that up myself. You know what I'm saying? I just uh, I know y'all been out here. But I, I wish I was plugged with them people y'all rocking. Yeah, with. I'm, I'm gonna try to make my way back yeah. to Texas, man. I, I was disappointed with Texas, man. I only had five niggas come to my seminar in Texas, man. I, I don't know, man. I, on, you know, Texas got some pretty women down there though. But other than that, nigga, I was disappointed. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. In a little bit later oh. than I was supposed to, so I'll try to stay on a little bit later. Yes, Already, fam, I'm, I'm definitely gonna get some commerce. I remember you said, you, I'm, you niggas gonna get some money this year. <laughs> I said, okay, Joy. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Everybody gonna get some money this year, man. I put that on, I put that on it, man. Jeez. You know, if you study it with me, if you study it with Jonah or Akeem, bro, you go, you go, you go get it. about it and I always knew 
you could put in a truck. I think I heard Jonah one time said that he always has his in the car or something like that. I'm not quite sure, but this was years back. So I figured nah, he had No, I, I, I can tell you that Jonah doesn't keep his in the car. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's different when the allow him to keep his in the car. So he, he won't keep no, his in the car. I, on, on the other hand, I do. I keep I keep one on me and one in the car. Just, just, just because that's how I. All right, yeah, yeah. In, in this state, in this state that I live in, you can do that. You know, other states you can't do that. So you can register to the car and to your person. Is what you're yep. saying? So then you can have it with the car. Yep. Yep. Right. So the car. So the so the gun ain't owned to you. Or, the gun don't. Excuse me. You don't own the gun and you don't own the car. They both owned by the trust. So He's just the a beneficiary. If they, take, if they take the gun, right? So if they take the gun, the trustee comes and picks the gun up, and then mm-hmm. turns around and sues whoever took the gun from the trust because it was trust property. So say if you're the beneficiary, right, and somebody comes and try to like say hypothetically jack you and you defend yourself, you know, but. You know, you, 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 would defend this, you would defend and trust property. Yeah, because you're a beneficial owner <laughs> of that. <laughs> to it's be able to use it, but my point, Joey, though, it's my point, right? And to be able to oh, use no, it. Yeah, you, well, you, you get full right to use it under the trust. Yeah, absolutely, because it is property of the trust. You're a trustee, so the beneficiaries and the trustees get to use the property of the trust based on how the trust is yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a touchy that's, subject. Yeah, that's like, oh yeah, it's a touchy subject. You know, what I mean, I know you guys don't really want to get into it, but you know, yeah, our people, I mean, we just have. I, I read an article about it today because I don't want people to think that you know it's, it's coming from us or anything like that. This information is already out there. So when we start talking about doing things like trust, uh, your gun is just an extension of your property. That's mm-hmm. it. That, that's it. We're talking about. Um, constitutional right to bear arms. I, I, I always thought that. I always thought that, Joey. You guys didn't really never got into it, you know what I mean, before until today's yeah, show. So yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. I've I've, I've touched it, on it a few times, but but yeah, that's what it is. Mhm. Yeah. Thanks for the clarity. I sent you an email the other day. I got your email back. I'm gonna set up a consultation because I want to. You look at my paperwork, and uh, I want to for the validation of debt. So I go to the next step. I'm having a little trouble in the summary judgment, so that's where the consultation, I guess, will come in and yeah, set one up with me. Talking in private and chop that up, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I appreciate you getting back to me, man. I was at the notary at the time, you know what I mean? And I was just, you know, we got oh, a good, good dude. Yeah, no, no, you know, it's all doing good. Good things for us. Yeah, we, we all heard you handling business, so, <laughs> you know, it's all good. No, all right. No doubt, no doubt, brother. Well, I appreciate you, brother, once again, man. And I'll keep you tuned so we can talk on the private okay, and chop it up. All, all right, right peace, peace out. Peace. All right, yo, that's it. Uh, MakeMoreCommerce.com. I'll be on the air on Sunday. Make sure you guys tune in. 
Wake what I said on Monday morning. Get y'all spiritual reading. And uh, my man Jonas should be back on Friday. All right. Um, I have some more information on the upcoming money ritual in Atlanta. It will be on New Year's Eve. Right? So not New Year's Day. New Year's Eve when everybody's kicking it. That's when we're going to be out. All right. So with that said, I'm going to out of here, man. Y'all have a great Friday. Peace to the gods, tell y'all square, I'm out.